Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You don't always have to like him. But you have to respect him. The Roy Green Show continues. The Roy Green Show continues on the Chorus Radio Network. I have no time for bigots and racists, none. I have no time for politicians who accuse, even peripherally, their citizens of being racists. I have no time for people who manipulate the issue of racism. All that does, all any of those factors do, The only thing they accomplish is to create divisions or make of divisions that already exist, make them even larger. So we need to talk about a number of issues, and I'm going to do it here. And it all goes back to about, just about over, well, a week and a bit ago when we heard about an 11-year-old girl in Toronto who said that on the way to school, she was twice attacked by an individual, an Asian man, who with scissors attempted to cut her hijab off. There was a news conference at the school. They got that together very quickly. And uh, the prime minister was heard from almost immediately, as was the premier of Ontario and the mayor of Toronto. Let me play for you a little bit of what Justin Trudeau said. This is a country of openness and welcome uh, and not a country uh, where that is in any way acceptable. And uh, uh, that is something we all need to remind ourselves of uh, today and every day, that we are better than this. We know that. But the prime minister was convinced, is convinced, that there is a cadre, a large cadre, I suspect he's convinced, that there's a large cadre of racists in this country just willing and just waiting to uh, to somehow create Islamophobia. I still don't know what Islamophobia is, but it's the term that is used again and again. Here's what the conservative leader of Canada, Andrew Scheer, had to say about the incident. This type of thing is just despicable and has no place in Canadian society. I, I certainly hope that the Toronto Police Services uh, are able to track down the person who committed uh, this, this, uh, this violent act. And my thoughts and prayers are with the young girl and her family. So I don't know if that was a little less attacking of Canadians than Mr. Trudeau. Uh, you can make up your own mind about that. Let's see, who else do we have here? The uh, Premier of Ontario, Kathleen Wynne, said this is a cowardly act of hatred and it has no place in Ontario. This does not represent who we are. We must stand firm in our support of this young girl who was assaulted simply for wearing a hijab. And the Mayor of Toronto, John Tory, said, I'm shocked and appalled to learn a student 
wearing a hijab, was assaulted on the way to school. No child should ever be afraid of walking to school in Toronto because of what they are wearing. None of them waited to find out whether or not the story was accurate. None of them. In how many other cases would a prime minister, a premier, and a mayor of a large city step forward and make definitive statements, really just saying, we know it happened, and here's how we feel about it. I didn't say anything about the incident last weekend on the program, and I was criticized for that by some people. I didn't say anything because I wanted to wait and find out whether there were any issues about whether the story was in fact true. I just had a feeling that for an 11-year-old it might be a reach. uh, I I just had a feeling that there was something just not right about it. Well, now we know. And uh, joining me on the program is uh, Thomas Quiggin. Uh, he's been on the air with us in the past, not so long ago. Tom Quiggin is the uh, Canadian court-certified expert on terrorism and security. He's worked with the RCMP, the Canadian Armed Forces, the United Nations, the Bank of Canada. He's the author of Submission, the Danger of Political Islam to Canada, with a warning to America. Tom, it's good to have you back on the show. Thanks, Roy. It's uh, good to be here. And uh, you and I corresponded uh, by way of email, and you sent me a list of incidents that have taken place that yes. where Islamophobia was claimed. And I, I want to talk to you about a, a couple of them. Let's start with the first one you sent me about. It was about Yasmin, is it Saweed, who said that three white men attacked her in a New York City subway. What's the story there? Yes, well, this incident was rather famous. Shortly after Donald Trump was uh, elected, this uh, young woman, Yasmin, came forward, said she'd been attacked on a New York subway by three white guys yelling that she was a terrorist and yelling the name of Donald Trump. After this made the headlines and after it became a national news story and was exposed, you know, this horrendous act of Islamophobia, turns out she actually had a curfew problem with her parents. She'd been in a dispute with her father over how she should live and how she should behave. So she made up this story to avoid uh, problems with her parents. And, of course, this is just one of many different incidents where women have claimed to be attacked because they're wearing hijab, when, in fact, you know, nothing actually happened. But it received a lot of immediate attention, did it not? Yes, as soon as you put the word Islamophobia, Donald Trump, and uh, hijab in the same uh, sentence, you know, you get a lot of immediate coverage by the media. All right, so now the, the Houston Mosque that was the scene of an arson attack on Christmas Day of 2016. Yeah, the Houston Mosque is an interesting example where there was a fire inside the mosque. Uh, CARE USA, which is the Council on American-Islamic Relations, immediately claimed this was a hate crime. It shows how bad Islamophobia was, etc., etc. When the police investigated and arrested the individual who set the fire, it turns out he was actually a member of the mosque itself. Uh, who had a gripe with how the mosque was being run, so he decided to attack it. What's ironic in this case is Care USA has not removed that from their website. They still claim that's a, an incident of Islamophobia and a hate crime, and they never actually mentioned the fact it was one of their own folks that burned the place down. All right. Now, this is particularly interesting, and let me just put this one here. There was the Peterborough mosque burning here in Canada in November of 2015. That mosque suffered a small internal fire, Um, At the time, Prime Minister Trudeau urged Canadians to avoid acts of, quote, hatred and racism. 
Now, interestingly, a year later, Trudeau goes to the reopening of the mosque and says how saddened he was to see a hate crime like this haven't taken place. The problem, of course, is there is not a single shred of evidence anywhere to suggest that was a hate crime. No public report from the police, not even any good internet rumors about who actually set the fire. So the Prime Minister of the country is accusing Canadians of acts of hatred and racism and says we're intolerant, etc., etc., based on absolutely no facts. And one more I want to talk to you about. There's a, there's a list here, but one more I want to talk to you about. The 18-year-old in Birmingham in the UK who made a police report that she had been violently assaulted for wearing a hijab. There's the, the hijab is, is quite often at the core of, of, uh, of, of claims of, of assault. Yes, there were multiple incidents. This young lady in Birmingham claims that she was violently assaulted because of her hijab, and this happened just shortly after the Paris attacks, which were uh, so brutal. The police actually went through all their CCTV footage and found out that where she claimed she'd been attacked at the time, that in fact nothing had happened. Now, interesting, I mean, we've talked about this before. There was a woman in Vienna, Austria, who also claimed she'd been pushed onto the train tracks because she was wearing hijab, etc., etc. Again, police went through the CCTV, and what did they find? Nothing actually happened in the uh, train station. So, yeah, there's a long-established pattern of fake attempts or fake events uh, making it into the public news. So you're a court-certified expert on the issue of terrorism and security. You can, uh, in Canadian federal court and criminal court, you may express your expert view of, of what a situation is all about. So, Tom, what are these issues about? Are these individual uh, issues that should only be seen individually, maybe somebody, as you said, the first person we talked about, a young woman who had problems with her parents because she was staying out late. Or is there something else at play as far as you're concerned? Well, there's a couple of things going on, Roy, uh, the, and you're, you're right to raise this issue. In a few cases, like the New York case issue with Donald Trump, that woman was in trouble with her parents. She needed some sort of an escape uh, to blame somebody else. So, she chose the narrative of being attacked because she's a hijab-wearing woman to try and get her out of trouble. So even though it was a, a fake incident that was made up on the spur of the moment, it feeds that national narrative that, you know, if you're a Muslim woman wearing hijab, you're going to be subjected to violent attacks. Now, what I would say to you and to your, your audience as well is there's a number of problems here. The first one is our, our own prime minister who following the attack on this 11-year-old girl, or as it turns out, the non-attack, he actually said there's a pattern of increased intolerance, and this pattern is a, is a warning sign. Well, of course, Statistics Canada actually came out and said incidents involving Muslims are going down, not going up. So the Prime Minister is, like, wrong on that issue. The other thing is, of course, that the people in Canada who suffer actual attacks and actual problems are blacks, gays, and Jews. Muslims come in fourth. Here's the, here's the key issue, though. We are left, as a society, with the impression there's a series of violent Islamophobic attacks occurring against women and some men, and this is what we have to work with. Well, the reality is most of the violent attacks which we're exposed to, uh, such as the uh, woman being uh, shoved onto the train tracks in Austria, turn out to be fake. But nonetheless, we're left with this narrative. Now, in the real world, Muslims suffer from bigotry. That happens, the same as it happened to the Irish, the Ukrainians, the Italians, and everyone else. 
most of the incidents are actually stuff like, hey, you, you're a terrorist, why don't you go back to your country? It's not actually somebody getting shoved onto the train tracks. But with this narrative that is advanced by Prime Minister Trudeau, by Mr. Goodale, by Ikra Khalid, uh, by Hedy Fry and these sorts of people, we're left with this narrative that Muslims are the victims of violent Islamophobia. Now, ironically, there are Muslims who die because of these kinds of incidents. So Imam Uden of Rochdale, United Kingdom, was murdered on his way home because he was an imam. But interesting enough, the people who murdered him were other Muslims. Yeah, they were members, they were members of ISIS, stuff. were they not? They were ISIS yes, they members. Were, they were ISIS-inspired folks who thought this guy wasn't being Muslim enough. All right, Tom, I have one minute here. I want you to tell me, please, from your perspective, what is accomplished by talking about this? What, what are the positives of you and me and then my talking with my listeners, my callers, uh, about this issue? What are the positives that we get out of that? Um, I think it's, it's a positive thing to tell people to actually examine the events. It's a positive thing to tell people to take a breath before they make a statement on these kinds of issues. And it's a positive thing to get out there that most of the time, most Muslims walking down the street in Canada are perfectly safe. And most of the so-called violent attacks against them are either fake or all too frequently caused by other Muslims. Tom Quiggin, thank you for the time. Good talking to you again. Thanks, Ray. Thanks, Tom. Tom Quiggin, and uh, his book is called, is titled, not called, Submission, The Danger of Political Islam to Canada with a Warning to America. All right, my number is 1-800-263-2428, 1-800-263-2428. No one ever wants to see a child attacked. There's things that you really shouldn't need to say. That's one of them. But since it became an issue of whether this young lady was attacked or not, and then we found out she wasn't, it's important to state. It's also important that we talk about what happens and what is only claimed to have happened, because if it's only claimed to have happened and it's found out it didn't happen, that forms in the minds of many in a, more than an opinion. So 800-263-2428 is my number, 1-800-263-2428. What is your view of our Prime Minister, of a Canadian Premier and the Mayor of Toronto, immediately talking about Canada being a better place than apparently it was when this 11-year-old was attacked, which she wasn't? What is your response, what is your view of the Prime Minister, a Premier and a Mayor jumping to statements before it's ever established whether the event in fact took place? And are you someone who has, I want to phrase this properly, are you someone who has truly Islamophobic feelings? Because I'm going to challenge you if you say you do. It's 800-263-2428. We're coming back. <laughs> 